What's up, folks? Okay. All right, we do. So, so we want some intro music. Yeah, okay, yeah. we have intro music. Uh, surprise, y'all. This is episode 43 of Shoe Booty Sports, the Troy Troy Palomalu episode. Um, surprised I didn't Great hair. with that Great off hair. the top of my head last week. Well, because that one sticks out. But quick plug for our sponsor, Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. You can register for one or all of their races. They're on their website at rhinoraces.com. Also, check out their gear section. They have T-shirts, decals, wristbands, and more. That's rhinoraces.com. Sign up today, and you can find Shoe Booty Sports on Spotify, Apple, and Google Google Podcasts, the Wisdom app. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel and find us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. So Tom Brady took a leave of absence from training camp. He's on the mass singer. Yes, the if, if probably, you watch that. <laughs> probably one of the best rumors I've heard. Very creative, in re- yes. In recent memory, where they got it, who knows? You know what what who did he sign the massive three hundred and what seventy five million dollar deal with? Wherever is it Fox? I believe it's Fox. Oh yeah, that's waiting on him. Uh <clears throat> man, I couldn't even tell you. I guess Fox. Yeah, I believe it's Fox. So, which is what the Mass Singer is on. So that's why that got linked. Do you watch the Mass Singer? Never seen an episode. Never Me seen either. a single episode. But they dress up as like mascots, right? Yes, and you have to find out who's under it. And apparently, they think they throw out names like the biggest stars or celebrities or known people in the world, and it ends up being. Like uh, Rudy Giuliani or something, and apparently Jenny McCarthy really sell really sells the the shock every time that somebody is revealed. Again, I don't know; I've never seen the show, but you know that they're <laughs> you know that they're pay- paying Brady way more than just call than to just call football games. They're going to have him do extra stuff. So that's how got that got put together. Still a very dumb, but fun rumor that's been tossed out there the most interesting part of well okay and before all this came out i saw on yahoo yes i still have yahoo uh email that was trending number one was tom brady divorce and so i was like what so i immediately clicked on that and it was just clickbait essentially from <laughs> yes, what I could it tell. gotta be clickbait <laughs> yeah that Although you you think about it, the leave of absence, maybe he's going to work on his marriage or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, nobody knows what it is. But I'm not. He said he's on vacation. Maybe I don't know. I I haven't. I haven't dove enough into it. I just. It's just whatever has been. This morning, dang it! He said he's on vacation. Yeah, whatever's been put out there. That's what I've just. I'm like, okay, is it? And then I look. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's definitely not that. So definitely not the mass singer, but the, although how disappointed I would be both intrigued and disappointed if that's what it really was. If it was the mass singer, that's what he missed for. Like, so this is what it's going to be like for Tom post retirement. That would, that would piss off his teammates when you think it's like all this dude's supposed to be in training camp with us. He's dance around in mascot uniform. Maybe some, but it's Tom Brady, man. He can, he can do what he wants. He's he like flashes his rings. He's like, y'all, y'all say something. 
<laughs> Dennis Rodman went and did stuff with the NWO. He and married WCW himself. D- during like the NBA finals, right? Yeah. Or, like leading up to it. <laughs> like went and did NWO stuff. And then mid season that year, his last year in Chicago, took a Vegas hiatus. So, and they dealt with that. And this is Tom Brady. If he, if he did do the mass Singer, what are they going to do? I mean, that's not what it is, but it's Tom Brady. It's the goat. They, I, I heard somebody toss out that what if he, what if his like thing that he wore it was a goat hat, like a goat, um, whatever. What would you call it? What would you even a call hat. it? I guess a hat, yeah. But it covers the whole face. So, and it's called the mask singer, but it's not exactly a mask. Whatever the mascot wears, it would be a goat head. That would be appropriate for him. But the most interesting news that came out during this little Tom Brady vacation or hiatus or whatever we're calling it was Dana White's comments about him helping put a deal together to bring Tom Brady and Gronk to the Raiders. And it was essentially a done deal. And then at the last second, Gruden nixes the deal. Just says he doesn't want to do it. And then, of course, people piece together what Brady said on the shop of Derek Carr or what he said on the shop of a team was interested. And then at the last second, they weren't. And when it got word to him, he was like, they're sticking with that, you know, mf -er." So putting the pieces together, it's Derek Carr that they're talking about, whether not any he'll ever come out and say it because some reporter that's worth anything. Is gonna ask that. And everybody thought it back. was Jimmy G. So. Yeah, everybody thought that, and turns out it's probably Derek Carr. And then Gronk was asked about this, and Gronk confirmed it. He confirmed that not the MF thing. Yeah, but he confirmed <laughs> the the Raiders thing was true. And then it just got and it got nixed at the last second because you know he's calling stuff for UFC now during their fights, which that was quite a. Quite an upset, by the way. Main event of that yeah, fight we, the other night. I wish I could have watched it live. Yeah, how, well, I, I would have never picked the dude to win. Was it Leon no. Edwards? Was that yeah. his name? I think so. Yeah, I, I believe the guy. I mean, I can't remember the guy's name. But was, wasn't he like the pound-for-pound guy? Usman? Yeah. Yeah. Usman, that's it. Yeah, he's, want, he's I, scary. <laughs> scary yeah. pound-for-pound. I mean, I've, I've seen some of his fights just, um, you know, on YouTube after the fact. But I would have never thought to get it thinking that he would lose. But that's pretty, that's quite the upset. But anyway, that's, you know, Brady's going to get asked about this when he comes back. And be interesting to see how he deals with it. He'll deal with it well, I'm sure. But because it's Tom Brady. But that, what would the Raiders... I don't know what the Raiders would have looked like with Brady and Gronk instead of Carr and company. Yeah. I mean, hell, they had A.B. Maybe that's why A.B. initially joined the team, then threw the fit and got out of there and went to Tampa. He thought thought Tom was going to be there. I didn't think about that. Perhaps. I don't know. That's a... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, probably not the case, but interesting narrative, to say the least. It still would have ended weird, like poorly, just because. Oh, definitely. (laughs) 
because yeah. it ended poorly at the next stop when he finally did and got a ring with Tom Brady, and it still ended poorly the following season. <laughs> but I, a question was tossed out on the Dan Patrick show. I think it was yesterday. Who would you rather have, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? Because they were putting together like Carr's record as a starter, and I think he has a losing record as a starter. And they said, who would you rather have, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? I immediately said Derek Carr. I was wondering why it was even a debate. I guess because I've I've really just, for a well, for one, I've picked Kirk Cousins in fantasy a lot of years, and he's disappointed yeah, me a lot. Of, always disappointed. Always disappointed. Until you bench him and he'll go off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but if you looked at Kirk Cousins' numbers, you would just say, man, that's a, that's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like just looking at his numbers, but then you watch him on, watch him live, and there's nothing special here. And he'll he'll make like the right play, a lot of the times, but he'll never do anything to to wow you. And then he'll do some things that will do the opposite well, of wow you, and wow you in the wrong way. Yeah. Yes. But who would you rather have off the top? Just thinking about it, Car or Cousins? If you had to start with a. If you had to get a quarterback out of those two, uh, man, I don't know. I think Cousins would he would piss me off more, so I I'd probably have to roll with Carr. Yeah, see, I I said immediately like Derek Carr, and I was wondering why it wasn't even a debate, but I was looking at their numbers, and these are their career statistics: Derek Carr, sixty-five percent completion percentage, thirty-one thousand seven hundred yards. 193 touchdowns to 85 picks, 92.4 rating. I don't get too into ratings, but that's what it is for him. Cousins, a 98.6 rating. Cousins is essentially better in, in everything else. Uh, he's got slightly more interceptions. He's got a 66.9% completion percentage, 32,593 yards, 223 touchdowns to 91 picks, and a 98.6 rating. So the numbers are very comparable. So it's a fair question. Which would you rather have of those two? You could uh, you could argue, hey, it's a toss up. Like I'd just take either one. But I, I would still go with Derek Carr. I know he just has more of the. He made a throw last year. I want to say it was in the playoffs. That was just an incredible throw, and it just. That's one of those. Just uh, yeah, that's a. That's an NFL quarterback. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Carr will do that from time to time. And when it's close like that, and Cousins will too, you know, from time to time. But I see it more from Carr. So when it's close like that, I'm going to go with the guy who can do something more special. It's like the MJ LeBron argument. Like, who's the GOAT? When it's close, who's the guy that you want to have the ball with 90 seconds left in the game? Game's on the line. Who do you want it? Who do you want the, to have the ball in the final minute thirty? MJ. Like I don't even think. I don't I even think be twice. Like, is that a question? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even think twice about it. No. So when it's close, yeah, go with the guy that you want to have. Want to have the ball in clutch time. And I'll go with Derek Carr for that for me. And I don't know how. Well, I'd say I don't know how clutch he's been, but that was a clutch throw. And Kirk Cousins hasn't done anything clutch. I'm sure a number of Viking fans would agree with you that they would rather have Carr. <laughs> yeah. 
number of Vikings fans, Redskins fans. Excuse me. Well, no, it was Redskins then. Yeah. But commanders now. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I did like that. I did. Yeah, I think I everybody did like that. that. Yeah, I was a huge fan of that. Yep. Like I, I do like that about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he I, rocked out that game. But. Yeah, I will take post. I will take post game rant. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> if I'm going post game rant, I'm going Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr, eleven out of ten times. So I'll give him that. So we're both going with Derek Carr, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll jump to baseball. Albert Pujols of my St. Louis Cardinals. Rocking the baby blues lately, by the way, at the unis. God, I love those unis. Is there a better uniform than the Cardinals baby blues when they're wearing that? I don't think there's a better uniform in all of sports. Can you name one? No, I'm pretty biased, so. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful uni, especially with when Yachty's got the matching catcher's gear with it, dude, that is clean. That is all sorts of clean. I don't think there's a better uniform in sports. I really like the Chicago Blackhawks jerseys. Like, they're they're up there. They're definitely, like, a top five as far as their jerseys go. But yeah. nothing, nothing beats the Cardinals' baby blues for sure. Anyway, Albert hit two bombs the other night. Same game over the weekend, I think. And, yeah, so he is currently sitting at 693 home runs, 693. Yeah, he hit um, one last night, too, right? Yeah, that is. That is. That's where he got – that's where that the 93 fastball, from. yeah. Because it was 692 because I had written that down and I double-checked the stats, and I was like, oh, where did that one come from? So I missed, missed that. So <laughs> I'm guessing that was last night. But he has yeah. said no matter what, he has, he has done after this season – I hope he gets a 700. I do. He's been on a tear. Like I know. It's, I would say we knew it'd be close. No chance. Yeah, I'd say no chance. But he's he's already surpassed our number that we said. What did we say? I don't. Even I don't remember. know. But I don't. I don't. I don't think it. We got above 93. I think we're. Well, we might have been at like 95 or something. But I don't think I was that high. May I? I, I think the question was like, will he pass a rod? Who was 696? Or something like that. I don't know. That's been a bit ago, but we're not even in September yet. But I mean, season's essentially over once we, yeah, get to October. So seven more. Can he hit seven more? Seven more between now and then? Yeah, I don't know. But he has been on a tear lately. But how, how much would I don't know? How kind of weird would it be? I don't know. It's not going to be hard for him to walk away, but. Having yeah. like six ninety eight or sitting at six ninety nine, it's a little different for home Dude. runs. Yeah, because you're not passing anybody. I hope if he gets once he gets to like six ninety eight, man, they better be throwing him some meat late in the games. Just if the game's at hand, just throw him a fastball. Just do you want? Do you want it. that though? If you're him, do you want it that way? It's like when it's like the King of the Hill episode when. Uh, Ricky, whatever I think it was, Ricky ties Bill Dotrieve's uh, touchdown record and then breaks oh, his yeah. leg, and then they like give him the ball and like let him limp his way in the end zone. And it's like, do you really want it like that? I wouldn't want it like that. I'd want you to challenge me. 
but it's not like he's sitting on like 2,999 hits, you know, because 3,000 is that special number. Albert's already there. He's already mm-hmm. passed that. And home runs, really, 500 is the magic number. Like, if you hit 500 home runs, that's elite company. But he is, well, he's, well, he's approaching 600. So I'm, I could totally see how he's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. And you look, I looked at his stats and the first, whatever, 18 years of his career or whatever, it was always, it was a hundred plus hits anywhere between like 23 and, you know, 40 homers or whatever it was and a hundred RBIs always. And then there was that four year stretch before this season. It might've been or three year stretch where it's just numbers have dropped tremendously, you know, dealing with all he's dealt with injury and everything. Of course he's old now. This is what his 22nd season. I think it is. So yeah, he's, he's been around a while. I think what 2001 was his rookie year, which he just came in and immediately went on a tear. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's, he's been playing for a while and, but yeah, sit, sitting at like 698 would be, I, I don't even know if you'd think twice about, eh, could I eke out like one more yet? No, you wouldn't. No, nah, you're, yeah, he's fine if he doesn't hit another one. But Yeah. Locally here, the Cabot High School football coach that was there for years, you know, Mike Malhan, I remember him saying no matter what, because he was like so close to like 300 wins. He had, he had said all year, he's like, eh. No matter what, this is my last year. And he got to 300. Like, he he ended his career exactly at 300. So, that would have been interesting, you know, just walking out with 299 or whatever. But when you've been doing it for that long, yeah, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to do another season just just to squeak out one more. Nah. So, I get it. I haven't even checked the standings. I I assume the cards are still. Or cards are still in first place, but the Yankees have had quite the, quite the, quite plot, the cliff man. dive. <laughs> yes, I mean it. Just they were the best team in baseball all year, at least record wise, and then man, they have just fallen off the cliff. Like you said, I mean, it's just gone bad. Ever since they traded Joey Gallo, it's just been to the Dodgers, right? Yeah, the dot he's been lighting it up for them. And Gallo like struck out like every other at bat for the Yankees. So I can understand the trade. But looking at it now, man, man, this is, that's not uh that's not aging well. Speaking of the Yankees, did you see the uh the fan use the hot dog for a straw drinking his beer? I did see that. Can't believe I didn't write that down. I saw it today. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Like yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm out. Like I'm. Yeah, man. I didn't know whether or not to throw up or applaud. You know, there's nothing I would have done. <laughs> he made sure he got all that straws worth the hot dog, though. He wasn't wasting any of the hot dog. Oh uh, yeah, that was weird. That was so weird. And then man. what are you gonna do? Eat a cold hot dog afterwards? I guess. I mean, it's one thing to take your uh, your candy straw, whatever you called them, the little sour straw thing. Oh yeah. And put it in your drink. Get all it's cracked out to, on sugar. Yeah, it's one thing to do that, but man, the, a hot dog like a, a and it wasn't dog. some little bitty thin hot dog. It was a big old no. thick prank that he poked a hole in with the straw, 
and just set it right in his beer. And oh man, I don't even want to think about what that would taste like. No, that's nasty, man. But hey, it made for made for a fun video. So <laughs> jumping to football now. So I finished episode two. It's a two part. It's a two part documentary of the Manti Teo, uh, you know, folks girlfriend. The girlfriend who didn't exist, I believe, is the title of it. The girlfriend who didn't exist. And you come because obviously we know all about it and everybody that's kept up with sports within the last 10, 10 years, give her, you know, 10, 11 years, knows what we're talking about. So we don't have to go all over that. But it, it, it was... On the surface, if you don't know anything about it, you think the guy's just a big idiot, right? You just think, man, this is, like, how dumb could you be? And he was still being an idiot. Like, he, he no matter what, he could have prevented it just by using his head, right? Yeah. And cat catfishing was not, like, a common thing. No. At that point in time. It wasn't, it wasn't common. Like, he even says in the doc, like, he never heard the term catfish until his uncle said, I think you're being catfished. And he was like, what? You know, like he had no idea what that was. But re like watching the documentary, man, it was an elaborate like hoax, like the no Notre Dame AD or director or whatever. Yeah, I think he was the AD, like said in that press conference, man, it was it was wild, man. And you, you kind of learn more about it. But it like there's a point like I I did not know or remember this like when she faked her death or whatever. And I mean, the guy would get on the phone. It was a guy doing it all. He sounded just like a girl. Like he he sounded just like a chick. So I could see how he would fall for it. But again, if you're never seeing her, if you're never coming into like contact with them, how can you have any kind of relationship? Like if I if the girl won't go out with me in two weeks, I've moved on already through an online yeah. dating thing. I've already moved on. It's like, okay, you're either too, you're clearly too busy. And I'm a really busy dude. And, but yeah, still, I, you got to have that face to face physical interaction. So I would have been done a long time ago, way before he ever was. But the part that just kind of tripped me out. She faked her death, right? And then later on, I guess, decided that she wanted to keep this going. And so she calls him back and says, listen to my voice. It's me. It's me. And said that she had to go into like fake her death and go into hiding and all this. And it was so he's like, I don't know what to believe. And he's like, well, you, and then he finally showed a little bit of intelligence here and goes, all right, well, you're going to have to do this. And he wanted a picture of her, of today's date, her holding up today's date, or, you know, the date, the date, whatever date it was, with, um, I think, certain initials or some kind of lettering. And he wanted her to give, like, this sign. And, you know, looking at the camera. And he got the photo. And that's what, true. and it wasn't even Photoshop. It was not Photoshop. He got the photo. And two people that he knew that he was close, like that he knew, confirmed that she was real. At least the person in the photo was real. 
but that he thought was named Lene. So, like, it, it was, it was a very elaborate thing. And what had happened was the guy playing Lene is the girl's name. He had turned out he had messaged this girl, the actual girl, like he knew who she was, and he came up with some crazy wild thing, like this guy's sick and he's wanting kind of some praise and just like uh write down this this info and then hold it up and then just give this sign and she did it she did it wow and that's how he got the photo of that so it was it was a very elaborate thing like the pathological liars man can come up with some pretty good stories yes they can yeah I saying, we probably we probably all met one a time or two in our life myself included but it was it was very it was very interesting but like my my takeaway from because i've been wanting to watch the thing for two weeks and just hadn't gotten around to it and this weekend i was like all right i'm gonna start first episode and then i finished it up last night i think it was friday i watched the first episode but dude i came away from that man just feeling feeling sorry for the dude because he's essentially let it define him you know like it, it's it's you can tell like he's and he like physically he looks really good like he looks really good physically like keeping himself in shape uh like has a has a nice cut beard and all this and like just still looks like i mean he's taking care of himself you know he hasn't let himself go or anything like that since being out of the league and i don't even know how long he's been out of the league now but you can just listen to him it dude it it's broken him like it's completely broken him like and it still bothers him like it like he's he was like an emotional wreck by the end of that thing and you can tell the thing has just broken him so i just came away from it feeling bad for the dude and the only way that you can the only way the dude can come out of that is if he would just i know he just wants it he clearly just wants it to go away but it's never going to go away like you're always going to be known for that and yeah he was great at notre dame the one problem i had with it was one of the deadspin guys who 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 i guess broke the story yeah one of the guys that broke the story he said in the documentary, like didn't insinuate, he flat out said it, that part of the reason he was there at the Heisman ceremony was because of sympathy from sports writers and stuff. And that was, and I'm sure that was a little bit of the case, like that was involved a little bit, but he was one of the three best players in the country that year. He deserved to be there. Yeah. And I thought, and I even said going in, I thought he should have won the Heisman. In hindsight, it was a good, it was the right thing to do to give it to Johnny Football. But yeah, that that was the only thing that I thought was unfair about the documentary because the he, Manti Teo was one of the three best players in the country that year. He deserved to be there. He was a total flop in the NFL, but he was one of the best college football players in the country, and he got there by his play. So that that was the only thing I I was like, eh, that's not that's not entirely accurate. But it's it's worth checking out, man. If anything, just to if you want to see like a like I did the whole like that a few times watching it. <laughs> Especially when he's like, and I got the photo and I'm like, what? I was like, 
this dude just really good at Photoshop or what? And it's like, it wasn't even Photoshop. The guy managed to get that girl to take that photo. And Renai was the person's name who is trans now. I don't remember. I don't know if she goes by anything else now. But anyway, yeah, so that's a whole other thing in itself. But yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a wild story, man. St- <laughs> Sticking with football on a different note, college football too. <laughs> Are you ever going to check out that documentary, by the way? Yeah, now I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a, well, I, I wanted to, I wanted to see it before then. I wanted to see it before that, but then I came away from it like, wow, there's way more to this than I thought. It was pretty, it was wild. But still, <laughs> yes. how, how many great jokes came out? <laughs> My favorite was the San Diego uh, Tribune, I think it was, cartoon, like that you sent to me, I believe, when it came out. Like when he got drafted and him saying, we're going to love San Diego or you're going to love San Diego, babe. And of course he's got his arm around nothing. <laughs> there's, there's one like minor league baseball team that had like a, uh, Manti Teo's girlfriend night, oh, bobble, yeah. bobblehead night. And there was nothing in the box. <laughs> there's some good stuff yeah. to come out of that. See, if he would just own that, like if he would just come out and own it. And, and like laugh about it and I mean just see it like really own it you know that would help a lot but you can tell it still bothers him I'm sure like he just he hates it when it comes up and man you're gonna he's just gonna have to deal with it he's gonna have to be like yeah man I mean they got me like they, they got me I don't know what to I don't know what to say like my bad but come up with something better than that than what I just <laughs> yeah. said but yeah, just just own it is the point. But sticking with football, we got eleven games Saturday, so college football is back. You know, sort of. It's uh, it's eleven games this coming Saturday, but it's a bunch of those like week one games that you, nothing sticks out as a like a big time game. Nothing like the following Saturday, like the Saturday after this one, where it's Notre Dame, Ohio State. You know. Uh, Florida State was the most noteworthy team I saw, and they're playing some Duquesne or something. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know how you say that. But like Florida State, UNC, Nebraska, those are the noteworthy games or teams playing. Are, are, how much football are you going to watch Saturday? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. A couple hours worth, probably. Depends on what time I go to the golf course. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'll turn it on just because people are football star. But if you're going to do yeah. something, if you're going to have this schedule of games, then now's the time to do it because people are just starving for football and people will watch this kind of these type of matchups. So if you're going to have this kind of, you know, these kind of games this Saturday, it's good to go ahead and, pu- you know, push them out a week early. Have a fantasy draft on Saturday, so I'm pretty sure we'll watch some during that. So. Yeah, I'm going to wait till if I, if I join, you know, I'll join a league. I don't know which league, but it'll it would preferably be like right before the season starts. There's yeah. always like that one injury. Yeah, and this one's a week earlier than it was last in the last two, I believe, but oh well. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if it's organized with people you know, then you kind of have to work around everybody's schedule, especially in this day and age. But that's your tip. If you're joining a public league, 
just you're joining a public league, everybody just wait till the very last minute or as late as you can to join a league because there's always that one injury that's going to screw somebody up. Um, in other news, speaking of the number 11, uh, Nick Saban got extended through February 2030, and his deal is worth $11.7 million per season. There's like a clause where they can go back and like review uh, just the salary and if things change, you know, within the landscape of college football, which they always do, salary is going to go up. He's eligible to get more money. So basically, they just made sure that Saban's still the or goes back to being the highest paid coach in college football, which he should be. Um, Kirby Smart, his new deal uh, was it was higher at the time. It was the highest in the game at that level at the time. Uh, yeah, Kirby we Smart, didn't want to yeah. last long. Yeah, it was a ten year deal worth eleven point two million. He did that earlier this offseason, but you knew it wasn't going to last long. And like you said, before they up savings pay. And yeah, so uh, saving there through 2030, he'll he will be at least through February 2030. So he will be 78 at the end of his contract. So yeah, I think he's done after that. Or is I he hope gonna... so. <laughs> right? If you're a yeah, if you're a an SEC fan that isn't a fan of our, of Alabama, then yeah, you certainly hope that. Who will they go after? They're going to go after Dabo, right? I'd figure. That'll be the first be person they call. Yeah. It's, it seems pretty obvious to me. But we don't have to worry about that for another, yeah, eight years. So... Uh, in in sticking with SEC football, I've said sticking with a lot this episode. Try not to do it's that. It's pretty sticky episode. I know, right? Might have to name it that. But a lot of people, a lot of, I don't know if I'd call them experts, but a lot of people on TV have been pretty high on our hogs this, or coming into this season. I saw somebody predict them to go 10-2 and two in the league. Do you see them finishing that high? I know they're top 25 right now, and there are a lot of high hopes for them. But people aren't considering that Trey Burks is gone. Their best player by far uh, went, to, went to the NFL. You know, KJ will be better, I'm sure. But he's who's he going to throw it to, you know? I mean, he, he doesn't have a Trey Burks out there. So I, I don't no. know that – I don't know if they're going to be – I, I don't see 10 and two. I see them as like an eight. I see eight and four. That's my prediction. And I'm good with that. Yeah. I I don't know. I can see nine. I, 10. I, I hope we'd win 10, but yeah, I don't see it. Now, are you including the bowl game? Because this is, this is before the bowl game. This is 10 and two regular season is what they're predicting. Oh, no. Nah, I think we'll win a bowl game wherever we go so but you're including that in the win total that's what i'm asking you we're just we're not counting the bowl game how many games do you see them winning nine okay that's fair but i yeah i think eight and four is more realistic 
Would you if you okay? Do you see them ten wins or eight wins? If you had to pick one, eight. If yet, okay. So if you had to lean one way or another, where are you going? And I would be good with that. Oh, I'd be yeah, pumped. I would be. T- I'd be totally okay with eight and four. If Arkansas I be like just backflipping, but I mean, I'd be be pretty good. Yeah, so if Arkansas can, season. if they can just get back to consistently being an eight win team, I'm totally okay with that. But in other news, Kevin Durant worked it out with the Nets, it sounds like, or at least uh, compromised. I can't remember what, what was the exact quote. Uh, we're going to move forward. To, they've agreed to move forward together because what else were they going to do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to ship you to Phoenix for getting get nothing in return. We're going to do exactly what you want. We're going to placate to your needs. So, shocker, Kevin Durant stays in Brooklyn. Uh, lastly, uh, Baker Mayfield has been named the Week One starter for uh, the for week uh, for the game against Cleveland against the Browns. So, just for that, I'm glad Baker won the won the starting job. And of course, we would have both gone with Baker anyway, just because you know what you're going to get with Sam Darnold. And when, when Baker's healthy, he's shown that he can play at least not at an elite level, but you know slightly above average yeah so and if anything this just makes for a great storyline in week one um by the way thoughts on deshaun watson's uh new punishment 11 games five million dollar fine i think he even has to seek like counseling which that dude clearly needs some help so is that fair i think it's i think think it's fair I, I would have given him a season, but I can live with 11 games, $5 million. I could fine. live with 11 games, but I would have liked seeing more money. Yeah, I think $10 million would have been fair. Yeah. but or And missing the season. Or just missing the season in $5 million, I would have been good with that. But he got more than six games, which was a joke. So, yeah. And, and, he's, and of course, he's coming back against the Texans, so I'm sure that was factored in a little bit there, too. But yeah, uh, week one should be exciting for at least to see because it's yeah Baker against his old team at Carolina. So that'll be storyline is at least going to be interesting. I don't know if the game will match up to the storyline. It probably won't. But yeah, I'll check it out. But we're out of time, folks. Uh, this concludes episode forty-three. Shoe Booty Sports. Next week, uh, check us out. Episode forty-four, the Hank Aaron episode. Next.